Previously on Finish It, Space Vampire. You spot a small dome structure protruding out of the rock. A Space Force installation! Your gauge shows you have a three hour supply of oxygen. <laughs> There's a notice posted on the entrance to the dome. <laughs> now you're close enough to read it. Uh-oh. A new Space Patrol station will be opening here soon. It will be stocked with food, oxygen, and other emergency supplies. Wow. <laughs> Hello, I'm Matt Ewell. And I'm Chris Ewell. Welcome to Finish It. A completionist choose-your-own-adventure podcast. Every page, every ending, every book, every old man deserves friends. <laughs> uh, that was good. I liked that one. Thanks. That's a treble clef. I feel like you've done the treble clef before, but that one's a little different. My favorite note is M sharp. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing really well. You said you had something you wanted to talk about. Oh, I did. But before I get into that, I just want to say I had a really good, uh, I had a really fun time, Reed. Hey, this book okay. Is, this book is rock and rolling. It is real tough to remain an elite Space Force uh, soldier, <laughs> I'm finding. I also found that. You really got to have 100% being Space Force. You got to be committed. You got to not be right. below anything. I feel like they just shouldn't give out the elite rating so easily. Or maybe they give the elite rating to literally everybody, and part of your training is having that ripped away from you right away. That's part of your growth. And they, yeah. when they give it to you, they tell you, we're giving you elite tra- rating. You cannot tell anybody else. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. Because you're the, you're only, the only, one. only one in the class. Shh, 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 you're so special. <laughs> That's so funny, because I got a lot of Ds and a couple Fs. No, 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 no. It's what's on the inside of you that counts. Yeah, and then everybody's walking around thinking they're the best. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine it's a whole <laughs> military force of people who are confident they are the best one out of everybody? Just like a whole bunch of white guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so I had a cool read. I did discover, I may be wrong about who Serena Fine is. Do you have any, you want to give anybody a preview of your read to get people excited? The preview of my read is that things get interplanetary hey that's pretty cool (laughs) okay so i did want to address one thing real quick before we jump into the first segment yeah which is segments we've been doing a lot of them yes uh, way too many of them yes um we should we should do less of them quality not quantity quality not quantity and it kind of is part of that yeah. Uh, although really it's just because it's kind of hard to do uh i will meanwhile cave of times could be every fourth week now not every other week because it's a little Smart. too much once a month basically so this will be a little more steady yeah um so yeah like fewer that. segments hopefully and um uh, unfortunately i did write a quick jangle about doing fewer segments okay well that <laughs> does kind of i know that that ruins the point but i got a little excited and i decided to do a jangle about it
there's no synchronous orbit. Dance like there's no secondary guidance system. There we go. Okay, okay, so sorry. okay. I see what you did there. I feel I got like carried away. Got a little excited. That I, I feel like the other thing is that you really wanted to make a dubstep song. Yeah, not initially, but I did oh, pretty quickly decide that that's the thing I wanted. I love that dubstep. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's the most hilarious. It's like this, this frustrated robot like trying to say something. And he's like so frustrated he can't get it out right. He's just <laughs> like, and it's like just say it. He's so mad he can't get it out. Looks like we're going to need another quantum circuit board on the old L3 there. <laughs> Fine, I'll go get it myself. That's the robot. Which way to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's move on to the actual segment because yeah, we do, do a have a responsibility segment. to do a real segment. Yeah, something educational, something we useful. We'll jump something... into... I feel like I had a pretty hot read. Ah, hot I feel read. like you're feeling good about it too. So let's yeah, get this yeah. segment out of the way. Okay. And then we'll do that. Great. Choose nice. your own beverage because this party, party is CYOP. Alright, welcome to Choosing Space Romancy. That was beverage, great. Space Vampire Edition. Love it. Today I'll be teaching you how to make a new drink. Matt, are you ready? Do you have your I notepad? I am ready. I wish I, I, you told me beforehand I would have made it to consume it, but uh, this is exciting. Tonight we were going to be making a drink I like to call... Um, what do I call it? The Sandy Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> no, not too far. This drink is called um, The Blood Oceans of Akbar. Now, Akbar is the star, and the planet is Akbar 5. Well, that's fine. It's still ocean in the Akbar system, and it's Exactly, bloody. and I doubt there's more than one. You know what? Let's change the name to the Bloody Oceans of Akbar 5. Okay, that sounds good. That's way better. Yeah. And then when we start a, a band that's made entirely out of our family, we'll call ourselves the <laughs> Akbar 5. I like that. <laughs> okay, cool. So, I went with vodka as a nod sure. to the first man in space who was Russian. That's so right. I chose to do that as the base vodka. And now I found a, um, a great vodka, and it's actually called Vampire with no. a Y. No. And it is a vodka with certified color added. And you'll notice oh, it's no. very, very, very red. And, and this is the kind of red that clings to glass. <laughs> <laughs> this red, which is perfect, because after making this drink, no matter how careful you are, you will have... Your hands are going to be stained red. It just stays red? <laughs> it just stains right, red on your hands. Oh, my um, gosh. Which is fantastic. So, so you it's get... not even its not even like food coloring. It's probably actual fake blood. Yeah, probably. It's probably actually fake blood. So um, not great on taste, but it is sure, got sure. the looks. She got the looks. <laughs> does it have and... a flavor or does it just have red color? It's no just vodka. Okay. Just color. Certified gotcha. color. It does specify <laughs> certified color. They went well, through you... the process. They checked. Good. It's definitely red. <laughs> Does this look like anything? Yeah, that's a color. 
Certified. Certified. You're going to want to pick up some blood oranges now. Obviously. Uh, and the correct way to squeeze them for this drink is you make two puncture marks in <laughs> sure. the orange, and then you just try to squeeze all the juice out through the two puncture marks. Do you have a is, tool that you recommend for making the puncture marks, or should people get creative? Bonus points if it's not found in your kitchen. <laughs> um, and this is great because of the you know the, it looks like a vampire bite, but also in the in the attempt to squeeze all the juice through those tiny yeah. little holes, it will splatter you all over. <laughs> so you get this great red splatter going on in your kitchen and on your face, and that feels very appropriate. So you want two ounces gotcha. of the vodka. You want two, uh, three ounces of the blood orange juice. Okay. And then I got a delightful cherry liqueur called Sang Lamboco, something like that. It's made by Luxardo, who make the fancy cherries. Yes, they do. This is a very delicious liqueur. Um, as far as cherry liqueurs go, you're going to want one and a half ounces of that because it's tart cherry liqueur. It's really good. Oh, nice. And so, and as people at home probably know, sang is French for blood. Exactly. So- song. Song? Song, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I think this is Italian, so it might be, I think it's sangua or something like that. I don't know. Oh. Sanguilini. <laughs> Sanguetti. <laughs> Sanguetti. Sanguetti. Get down here and clean up your shoes. <laughs> you leave the shoes. It's a good all thing over the Italian place. people are famous for their tremendous sense of humor. We'd be in some <laughs> business. And then you're going to top the whole thing off with some uh, Fees Brothers blood orange Gosh. Uh, bitters. So you, I, the cherry is tart, and that's like your tart thing in there. No, it's. I mean, it's sweet. It's, it's a liqueur, all sweet, but it's it's not <laughs> it's not super super sweet. Um, it's perfect for only, kids' birthday parties. Yeah, the, and the but the blood orange juice is actually pretty tart if you squeeze it fresh. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then you put like a half ounce of the blood orange bitters in there, and then you get this, which oh, is whoa. the reddest thing I've ever held in my hand, <laughs> and it actually leaves a little bit of a film on the glass because of that certified color. Um, oh my and also on your face and teeth, so it actually really looks like you are drinking from the blood oceans of Akbar I just Googled 5. it, and it says certified color is only used in shoes. <laughs> that's not true. I didn't Google that. Okay. You a, did that's time a that joke fake very Google. well, though. Well, that actually sounds really good. Is it really good? It's extremely delicious. Yeah, it's it really walks that line of being very, very close to cough medicine. <laughs> which is why you have to get the very yeah. very fancy luxardo luxardo right. cherry liqueur because yeah. it actually tastes good and you have to use the fresh blood orange juice or you will be having a horrible experience because it's fun because it's just not very good but you have to use it because that's the recipe well it looks but, really awesome you should make sure oh. to take a picture of that yeah and if, if you want to find that recipe uh go to our website and <laughs> uh go to episode 41 and then go to minute like around I don't know, 12. And no, no, no. I'll, I'll, we'll I'll write the recipe in the blog post. So it'll be like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, go to about minute 12 and then just clip about three or four minutes out of that. And then there are services you can find online where people will transcribe, <laughs> transcribe. Uh, audio for you. And it's not very, very expensive. Fee, yeah. uh, they get back to you pretty quick. And then uh, just go through the transcription and cut out all the stuff where we talk about nonsense and make jokes yeah, about Italian all the jokes. food. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and just as a reminder, if this is in the transcript, none of the Italian foods are ingredients uh, in the drink, nor are they real Italian foods. The word was that a real Italian accent. All right, great segment. All right. Okay. Jumping into the read. Here we go. 
Basking under the imitation sun, listening to tapes of surf on a Hawaiian beach, you think about all you've been through lately. Training in the asteroid belt, then the slalom race around Saturn, weaving through its high-velocity rings, and finally surviving with no equipment, nothing but a light gravity spacesuit during three-week trials on Jupiter's largest moon. Man. That's a very good sentence. So you're ready. You got your elite rating. You're taking um, it easy for the first time in a long time. Yeah, which is kind of sad because then you get all embroiled in all this space vampire madness. Hey, look, you don't join Space Force and become elite if you don't want a Space Force madness. Okay, can we please focus up here? Uh, so, Okay, so you, there you are. You're hanging out. Uh, the Canopians are a constant threat for centuries of threat. The United Planets Theater stop them. You step out of the simulator and head back to your room. Uh-oh, it's a Code 11. Not a Code 11. Drop everything. We'll Drop co. everything. Go see the principal. <laughs> um, what if you were like, hey, Principal Nep? And he's like, okay, look. I'm not the I'm commander. <laughs> I'm the commander of the entire Space Force. Though his study is soundproof, the director glances around as if he's afraid he might be overheard. Have you ever heard of space vampires? Sir, are you serious? <laughs> So we learned that uh, space vampires are much tougher in space, and they like that taste of that human sticky icky. They've got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't do the pot, so I never understood the sticky part of that. Oh, is that pot? I yeah, I get it for blood. It makes more sense for blood. It makes sticky icky makes sense it's for blood. blood. It's sticky and it's icky. If you hear somebody talking about it, I'm pretty sure it's blood. Are, those people were talking about blood. They were talking time? about blood. Definitely. Oh my gosh, we should yeah. do blood. They were having fun. <laughs> so I'm vampire just kids don't do blood. <laughs> the kids don't do blood. So let you don't get peer pressured into doing blood. That's right. Uh, vampire got aboard the transport ship Petya, which is en route from Callisto to Earth. What's Callisto again? It's a moon of. It's. I think it's Sat one of Saturn's Saturn moons. Something? That's cool. I That's think very, so. Very very cool. He's been killing passengers one every night. Um. Uh, so, Director Neff offers you... Director, what is his... It doesn't matter. Neff offers you a spot on the X2 probe. Space launch tomorrow at 0700. Yeah. If you want a space, get on the spaceship. Uh, and he can't tell you any more about this cool mission. But if you want to go, 0700, bro. Yeah, it's either that or you go on some boring mission after Barnard start. I chose... To deal with the space vampire, because I was very jealous of Eli's amazing read last week, and I want to get in on the action. What you do? Same and same. <laughs> Beautiful. Thirty. All right. One. On your way to the X two before space launch the next morning, you uh, Mar- you pop in for early breakfast. Maurice hands you some garlic cloves. Will this play a part in our adventures? <laughs> I feel like it's never going to play a part. Maybe. I really hope be. So. Well, you might be surprised. Red alert. This is okay. You're on the X two. You meet Captain Rickfield. Serena Fine, Navigator, and Jack Smythe, Communicator, Over-Communicator. Over-Communicator. <laughs> um, red alert, though. Canopian attack craft closing at 040655. Captain Field puts you on the spot. He asks you to decide, because these people are monsters, Yeah. if you should fight or if you mm-hmm. should try to run. Right. What'd you do? Well, it's not run. It's outrun them. Outrun them sounds... Tougher. You, you are technically running, but you're outrunning them, proving your superiority. So it's yeah. not like a cowardly act. And yes, I chose to outrun them. I also chose to outrun them to prove yep, my superiority. All right, that takes us to page 20. Wise Matt. decision, Osprey. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Are you ready? For, are, are you ready for another pizza party? Like emotionally? No, 
No, no, it's not going to be a pizza party. Because we promise. can stop right now. I'm confident yeah, I'm like, it's not going to be a pizza party. Because <laughs> I'm not really emotionally ready. I will say I'll find other ways to make my pizza party set other than bad pizza. I'm having actual pizza next time. That's I fair. don't know. I made a lot of choices this time. I don't really see us <laughs> making exactly the same ones the whole time. I'll be okay. shocked. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. If we make all the same ones again, we might have to stop this podcast because or <laughs> <laughs> just alternate. Only one Yule brother at a time can do an episode. We have to get a guest every time. Because... We'll have to turn ourselves into science and get our brains <laughs> analyzed. Maybe it's a superpower. Maybe is there a way we can use this to our advantage? I don't think so. Maybe win dancing competitions? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could win dancing competitions. Okay. No, because that. we have to be good dancers. Wise decision, Osprey. We have more important mission. Hyperstations! You move to the braces. Almost instantly, you black out. <laughs> Every single time a ship goes fast, you black out. Uh, good news, President of the Planet Federations. We've just figured out how to go to hyper mode in spaceships. That's great. Any downside? Yes, you. Everybody will <laughs> everybody black out on board every time. Black out. <laughs> um, you approach the pet. Yeah. Um, you he hear the a, message. You see of the Apple message. Phone. Huh? This is the pet. Yeah. Now yeah. en route to Earth from Base Ten. Everybody's dying. Always at night. Their shriveled bodies are found in the morning, empty to blood. Help! You know what you could do. You could just shift day and night. You just be like, okay, you know what? We're in space. Yeah. It's day now, not night. Yeah. This one's Everybody's day. Everybody's sleeping during the day, yeah. I don't know. Okay. That seems like a simple... If they even have night... On, why do they have day and night on this spaceship? <laughs> it's for sleeping, probably. Uh, so many Although, questions. why do you need so much sleeping? Just put it into hyper mode, and everyone will black out, <laughs> get their Zs, and you're good. <laughs> uh, maybe... Okay, so Jack is all like, let's fire a laser at the pet because he's insane. Yeah. Um, surely someone has a better idea. He looks all right at you. Captain Field needs to know what's the best move. Are you going to get on the Petya in space or wait till it lands on the Earth planet? I think we probably both <laughs> did the same thing here. We get on space? the Petya in space. Yes, correct. Yes, let's do it. We are all action this week. We're like yeah. G.I. Joes, <laughs> basically. All right, so Captain Field knows you're right. Which Joe like, are you? Which Joe? Yeah, we're like G.I. Joes because we're all about action. Um, I'm uh, I'm Snake Eyes. <laughs> oh, just picking regular ones? I thought we were going to make one up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm a two-tone. I only say two-tone ska stuff. Two-tone is good. <laughs> okay, here's a cop-based G.I. Joe. That's really, really good. You only say ska stuff and then shoot things with lasers. Uh, yeah. I'm uh And I'm like, hep, hep, pick it up. <laughs> I'm a mop top. I'm like the janitor, but I also have like a lot of hair. I'm like maybe a little bit of a like a, a burnout druggy. Yeah, definitely a burnout. But I had to fight people with my mop stick. Yeah, you spin around and around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so Counterfield says we got to If anybody out there the has artistic abilities, if you could draw <laughs> Mop Top and Two-Tone for us as G.I. Joe characters, that'd be fantastic. Okay, where were we? Uh, or, like, use your artistic abilities for better things than Mop Top and Two-Tone. Don't listen to us. It's like a warm-up before you get to your... your oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Counterfield knows that vampires are only vulnerable right before they attack. So we yo, need yo, human what page bait. are we on? Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, thanks. Uh, we need some bait for the vampire. Once again, Field's eyes are on you, and so are everybody else's eyes. Which is <laughs> so messed up. Um, I remember so this page from be... when you I remember this page yeah. from when you did it, but I uh, was surprised that it came up so quickly. I assumed mm-hmm. that would be like a little bit later, but it's like yeah. they go right to it. The so you're going to volunteer to be the vampire's victim? Oh, sorry. May depend on your reply. 
I decided not to volunteer because I shouldn't no. have to do that. I, I shouldn't also, have to do that. Uh, I, really I also decided not to volunteer. Thank you. We can have a little bit of self-respect, but still be an elite yeah. member of the Space Force. So I agree. Together, we're going to page 28. 28. Can you Captain smell Field the pizza? Is, I can smell it. I can smell the pizza. <laughs> can okay. you smell the pizza? Captain Field is surprised that you wouldn't volunteer to be bait for the vampire. That's insane. I'm afraid you don't deserve an elite rating, he says. That's double insane. <laughs> You're on a very important mission, but he orders you transferred. Oh, this is a new page. Do we need? We're not doing new page. No, nah, not too yet. Early, we right? too, too much left. Uh, he orders you transferred. A few days later, you report to the adjutant. 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 I think Where that's like that? adjutant. I can't find the weird word. Where's the weird word? For reassignment to your new post, a middle-aged man with long, thin face and thick spectacles. He hardly looks up from his desk as you stand before him. Well. Ah, Spray, he says as he leaves through your records. You were the top pilot in your class. Too bad you couldn't stick with the team. Oh, hmm. come on. How is that? I write one mistake and you are no longer elite. That's and it's the not Space even a mistake. Way. It's just not being like the It's not succumbing to peer hero. pressure. Yeah. I guess they only give elite ratings to people that they think will just like jump on the grenade. <laughs> yes, like, correct. Like, pull one out themselves, throw it on the ground, and then jump on it. I will say, one nice thing about this middle-aged adjutant is uh, he notices that you're interested in planet exploration. And he gives you a couple pretty good options here. He does. There are two posts that might be of interest. One is aboard the Caliban, a spaceship whose next mission is to explore a recently discovered planet in the Akbar system. Ding, ding, ding. We all heard that. Oh, we all heard that. Perhaps you'd prefer to stay in our own solar system and fly a single-seat Nimbus patrol craft. It's one of the newest and fastest in the Space Force, which I think is a real good way to get a little kid to pick the story that is less interesting. <laughs> or less scary. Uh, I, <laughs> I like... Um, the Nimbus actually sounds like really tempting because it's like, oh, it that could be, we cool. could get into a bunch of trouble. But And if we hadn't read this a bunch of times already, the Akbar system wouldn't mean anything to us. Right, it would not even be exciting. But 100% I picked... I want to go to the Caliban to explore the newly discovered planet in Akbar. System. Oh, it's going to be a short episode, and then it I have gonna, to eat pizza. <laughs> it is and be sad. Pizza party. At this point, I do think it's possible we might do all of the same things. Uh, I'm a little cons. No, there's a couple more. There's a couple more choice. There's only two more choices. Is that true? Uh, in my read, there is only two more choices. Okay. So where are we at, man? Should we take a pause? <laughs> One more choice, and then we'll take a pause if we choose the same yeah, thing. Yeah, after the after the last choice, we'll okay. do the, the All right, choice. so this is fun. I love I love pages like this. <sighs> Three weeks have passed since you boarded yeah. the Caliban, a Class A transstellar exploration ship. You're cruising in hyperdrive. Uh, in less than two Earth weeks, you've covered most of the 18 trillion miles that separate Earth from the star Akbar. Not bad. Only a few months ago, the United Planets Monitoring System detected patterns of radio waves that could only have been made by intelligent creatures. They came from Planet 5. You're right, Planet 5. Normally, such signals come from Earth-like planets. Planet 5 produced a red profile in the spectroscope. I wonder why. <laughs> it's redder even than Mars. Crazy. So Caliban's highly automated pretty easy situation you got captain mcnair short stocky man with bristly gray hair you got roxanne trudeau black haired with lively green eyes she could be the person on the front she might i think there's some clues that make it sound that way but there's reason i have reason to believe she is not okay uh, but also she was a gymnastic champion at the academy 
Which is very cool. Just so you know. Yeah. Brilliant physicist. She was appointed science officer at an unusually young age. She does look young. Pretty good. Champion gymnast and science officer. Yeah, that's an Prodig- awesome character. Science prodigy. Yeah. I want to get to know more. Um, the fourth member of the crew is an old friend of yours, Dr. Nira Vivaldi. Is this the character who's been in a bunch of books? Yes. Okay, apparently she's been in a bunch of Choose Your yeah. Own Adventure books, <laughs> which I find I think- fascinating. She might, I you know, and I thought this before. I could be wrong. I think she might be in House of Danger, but I, uh, I might be incorrect about that. I don't she's think she's been in anything we've read, though. No, no but no, no, she's no. in like four, four or five books, like a lot. That's very cool. Um, all right, well, let's get to know her then, because I think we're gonna have a long relationship with her mm-hmm. over the years that, like, the rest of our lives. Um, well, Chris, she's a famous expert on interspecies communication. She's a trim, athletic woman in her 50s. Hmm. She rarely travels beyond the solar system. Okay. And her presence on board is an indication of how important your mission is. Get some. Page 33. <laughs> yeah, she seems cool. She seems cool. Yeah. Um, the four of you sit in the control room watching a computer imaging of Planet 5. You're close enough now to see the planet is not completely red, but is made up mostly of an enormous red ocean. Very curious. Computer, can you tell us why the chemical composition, what the chemical composition of the ocean is? What makes it look red? I mean, I guess we all know why. Yeah, we, we know. We're drawing this, this out because the kind of, reveal is insane. Yeah, it could be some kind of allergy, but Dr. Vivaldi's like, I don't think so. That was Ro- Roxanne suggesting the allergy because she's a science whiz. She's a science whiz, but Vivaldi's been around. She knows some things about some yeah, things. Yeah, she's like a creep monster, so... All right, so Captain McNair glances at the chronometer, which, again, is a clock. It's a clock. <laughs> uh, computer, I'd like to give get the answer before we come out of hyperdrive. That's in 30 minutes. 30 minutes suggesting that the chronometer measures time in minutes, making it a clock. A clock. I also like that he has to tell the computer when they're going to be coming out of hyperdrive. <laughs> this is not as automated as I was led to believe on the previous page. You can uh, kind of wing it. <laughs> Uh, the computer seems unusually slow. Obviously, the analysis isn't easy. Uh, green light flashes. Analysis complete, the computer announces. Chemical composition of Planet 5 Ocean is approximately the same as human blood. What? That's crazy. What does Captain McNair say about that, though? This is not good news. <laughs> what do you think, Nira? Dr. Vivaldi bites her lip. I'm afraid it tells us something disturbing. Wait, there's a lot of lip biting, right? We had yeah, another read with a bunch of lip it's biting. It's just a lot of lip biting. Vampire, okay, I guess it's the vampire thing. I'm it's like maybe it's the character. Like once you notice somebody biting their lip, like maybe you just start noticing it everywhere. And it doesn't mean anything, but you just start on a thing of noticing lip bites. You just see a lot of lip bites. Maybe this artist just really liked to draw lip bites and kept kind of like being like, hey. Oh, maybe. Why don't you throw in a couple more lip bites? All right, I'll be Dr. Look. Vivaldi. Ready? Yeah. I'm afraid it tells us something disturbing about the creatures that control this planet. Captain McNair leans forward. Yes. They're vampires. She really went right to it, huh? Right to it. I don't I think that's probably not true. There's no reason, no scientific reason to assume these the people of this planet are vampires because their ocean is like human blood. Our ocean is similar to human blood, isn't it? Uh it's salty. Isn't it? It tastes the same. You know what? I'm not I'm not I'm no doctor. I, but I like, I mean, I feel like at best, at best, you could go out on a limb and say, huh, I wonder if the creatures that live here consume that, which is still a stretch because you're like, the ocean? Yeah. Like, I, my first assumption would not be that people drink the ocean. Just that's based, that's because I'm earthist and I'm just like, I don't drink the ocean. Why would other people drink the ocean? It's crazy. She's got a more open mind. Maybe that's why she's survived so many 
Yeah, maybe so. Adventure books. I don't know her life, but the other thing is, I don't know that vampires exist, so I would not assume these aliens are vampires because vampires are from Earth, and also they're not real. Okay, we one hundred percent. We one hundred percent made the next same choice. (laughs) I'm just, I'm looking ahead, and I'm, I'm getting concerned. Okay, but let's do this page, page seventy nine. Oh, you know what? You, you're going to be real surprised. I bet you. Okay. Okay. Sixty Earth days have passed since you left the solar system. The Caliban. Uh, is in orbit above planet 5 of the star Akbar. The computer has processed photo images gained in three circuits of the planet. Its inhabitants presumably live in the thousands of small houses that lie on the shores of the islands. So it's like little islands Amazing. on a giant red ocean. Long strings houses, of islands. Yeah. All the, houses, all the houses are right on the shore. <laughs> which is amazing. Can you imagine if all people just lived by a big... Like if the ocean was made out of... Moz- melted mozzarella and pepperoni. <laughs> what's that... What's that cold soup? Borscht? No, not that one. I don't like that one. Uh, the cold soup that you like? It's Italian. Uh, I don't know. Supagini. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, oh man, tweet us. Everybody tweet us as soon as you hear this and tell us what it is. So imagine the oceans are made out of, oh, what's something cold and wet? It's good to eat. Pudding. Um, it's pudding. Yeah, pudding. Rice pudding. Can we make it rice pudding? And we all just lived right on the edge of the pudding. Well, like if all you eat is ocean and there's sure. no, like you're not like cooking food or preparing food. Food is just, food isn't really a party life that's fun, like uh, going to a restaurant. It's just like getting gas, but you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still looking for ways to uh, engage with the world around you and, and, and stimulate your mind. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, there's one airport on each island, considerable air traffic. Uh, on the largest island is a cluster of oblong buildings. One looks like a spacecraft hangar. Nearby is what looks like a rocket, rocket launching pad. It's very disturbing to see no farms on the planet, Dr. Vivaldi says. It's almost certain that people here live simply by drinking from the ocean of blood. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess at this point you've seen a lot of pictures of them drinking from the ocean of blood, which raises the question, Oh yeah. That's if you true. ate ocean, how would yeah. you do it? You do it. You have to do it every day, a couple times a day. Right. Like, do you go swimming, or is like, is that food? And you're not going to go swimming in it because the person next to you is going to be like, "Hey, get out of that!" I have to. But there's so much of it would have really bothered you. What I've been envisioning is people walking over to where the waves are crashing and rolling up onto the shore, and just getting on hands and knees and putting their face on the ground. But your outfit can't be the way you do it. Completely, yeah, completely. There was a great illustration somebody made of. uh a vampire laying on on the beach with a straw right by the ocean that was really really good that's amazing that's um Haley borden is at dat dat prickly pear um <laughs> said i heard there's a whole ocean of blood on the vampire planet and this was my immediate thought dracula dracula drinking the ocean through a straw while relaxing on the beach it's a lovely illustration thank you for that it made my day when it happened um but I feel like probably it actually would end up being just like you got a little scoop and a bowl, right? You walk the bowl back to your little hut or whatever. Right? I got to say, like, if you've had a civilization for a while, you don't have a better way of, you don't have a microwave oven to make your ocean hot because you like it hot or you want to you put crackers in it or every time have you eat, you're going to walk out and you're going to go get a bowl full of ocean. You know, there might be pipes. Maybe you got a little pipe that goes yeah, from uh, your house underground into the ocean a little bit further out, so yeah. people can still swim without getting you know. So yeah, you can swim further out. Not ocean. getting all footy. Yeah, not getting all footy. Not getting that foot blood, uh, and it just pipes it in like water. All right, we solved it. All right, good stuff. 
I'd like to land and explore this planet, the captain says, but we can't do so undetected, and I'm afraid that if we land, these people may find our blood a real delicacy. <laughs> Which is kind of wild, too. Like, you just assume they'd try to eat you? Yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, uh, Earth-centric thinking. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you're so delicious because you're like our ocean? I have an hey, ocean yeah. <laughs> behind me of blood. I'm not going to kill you and end your life. Yeah. To get, like, a couple cups. Yeah. On the other hand, you're trespassing on our planet. We are going to kill you. We're going to kill you. And I will probably drink your blood. <laughs> you go. I mean, we're curious. Now you mentioned it. You should have mentioned that, probably. We had no way of knowing. <laughs> uh, he says, we'll have to send two people down in a space capsule to investigate. Our laser guns may not be much use against these creatures. I'd better um... go, Dr. Vivaldi says. Osprey, will you volunteer? Space I don't know, Force. Captain. If you tell me to volunteer, <laughs> am I volunteering? <laughs> Is that volunteering, or am I are you just making me, just order me to go, if you want me I to go so bad? clearly, if I don't volunteer, I will get demoted. Probably. Lower than whatever I am now, so I, I volunteered to descend to the planet of the vampires. What did you do? Oh, boy. Did you volunteer to descend to the planet of the vampires? Well, last time I didn't volunteer for something, yeah, they took exactly. my elite rating right away. That was my me. reasoning, too. So now I'm like, what are you going to take from me this time? Yeah. You got nothing to take from me. No, I'm oh. not going down to a planet of vampires. You're a you man with me? nothing to lose. You're invincible. You're like, also, I was really curious about uh, Roxanne. If Is Roxanne who I thought Serena was? Is Roxanne the person on the cover? I had to find out. Vivaldi's going down to the planet, so I'm staying here on the spaceship with Roxanne. Good call. That's a good call, actually, because I was really curious about Roxanne, too. And I didn't quite put those pieces together because I was actually disappointed when Roxanne did not come down. I am so happy we now that we pizza is wafting pizza away. Whew, I'm gonna get so I'm gonna get a good pizza tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna have an actual pizza party. I mean, either way, I'm having pizza alone. tomorrow. It's just like, is it gonna be good or is it gonna be bad? All right. Okay. So. Cool. That's a relief. If you vol- so I volunteered to descend to the planet of the vampires. Excited. Page eighty-seven. You and Doctor Vivaldi glide toward the surface under cover of night. Ha <laughs> ha. Vampires hate night. You set your space capsule <laughs> Why down. Why did you f- decide to go at night? <laughs> you set your you space- guys chose cover of night to go to a planet <laughs> where this person you are in a spaceship with is convinced is fully populated by full-on vampires? You went at nighttime under the cover of night, you said like an idiot. Yeah, it's not the cover of night. In the, no. gl- in the glaring awake time of night, <laughs> go down to the planet. You set down a few oh hundred feet gosh. from the rocket launchers in a grove of trees where it's not likely to be observed because vampires don't care about trees. They just care about oceans. That's true. There is no moon. Planet 5 has none. Interesting detail. So the, no only light, the only light comes... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be werewolves. They just don't turn into anything. I feel like Edward Packard was haunted the whole time. He was like, I just feel like people are going to be like, where are the werewolves? Why are they not werewolves? And then he's like, I got it. I got it. No moon. <laughs> no moon in a, on Akbar 5. There's no or moon he had a whole, on Akbar He had a five. whole segment where it was like, oh, there's no moon, so there can't be vampires. And somebody's like, you're thinking of werewolves. And he's like, oh, right, right. Plus, there right. has to be vampires. Oh, <laughs> oh man. He had to delete so many index cards. So many different branches were lost. <laughs> The only light comes from the nearby rocket station. You step out of the capsule, stumble in the darkness, scraping your forehead against a sharp rock. Ouch. Not great. Now you're all bloody. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the air 
has to just smell like blood all the time. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine if like the entire world smelled like <laughs> oh, I almost had it, that cold soup. What is it? Okay. Um <laughs> You muffle a cry of pain as Dr. Vivaldi jumps down beside you. She flashes a light on the wound. Gaspacho. <laughs> Gaspacho, thank you. And that's why I wanted to say I wanted to use it because it's such a funny word. Yeah. Plus, like, you, I know that smell for sure. I feel, and I also, I think I, I wanted to make this joke, but I couldn't tell. I wanted to joke that I got to stop doing the Italian accents or the gazpacho <laughs> is going to come after me because it sounds like the name for a mob. <laughs> oh, no, it's a, the gazpacho. <laughs> okay. No, I'm really going to get it from the gazpacho. Okay. Keeping in the shadows, you head toward the hangar. The temperature is mild. There's a gentle breeze blowing off the ocean. The air smells strange. It takes you a while to realize it's the smell of blood. Oh, gosh. Cool. Planet. You know, mom was saying when she went to college that she was downwind from a tomato soup factory. I bet this it's is pretty that. similar. It's just like that. <laughs> That's just amazing. forever. That just thick Always smell. That thick, thick smell of tomato soup. Apparently, the vampires are united and peaceful toward each other, Dr. Vivaldi says. They have no fences or security guards. Does that mean they wouldn't hurt us, you ask? She pats your shoulder. Don't count wow. on it. <laughs> Don't count on it. Turn to page 99. You're at a corner and gasp at the sight before you. The huge hangar door is open. Within the brightly lighted interior is an enormous rocket ship, obviously of advanced design. A few dozen workers are welding on its lateral thrusters. This ship is designed for transstellar travel, Dr. Fafaldi whispers. A worker is heading toward you from your hiding place. You get a look at him. He's human-like, yet exceedingly pale, with milk-white skin and straight black hair that glistens as if it were slicked with oil. His upper lip bulges, and you can see a portion of his lip, a portion of his curved white teeth between his rubbery lips. Rubbery lips? Is that a vampire to, thing? Rubbery lips? Well, look, I think you need rub rubbery lips to lap up the ocean. Sure. I do not think that you can explain the teeth if you if you've evolved to drink ocean. <laughs> I think you probably. Why do these things even have teeth? Why do these things live on the land? That oh, doesn't make any no, sense. Oh, you're right. Why the teeth? Why? Why aren't they fish? Why aren't they blind eels? Maybe the teeth. Why aren't, aren't they Maybe it's jellyfish? just not what they think it is. Maybe we're looking at the anatomy all wrong. Like the teeth aren't teeth. Here's why those I are know those that. reproductive organs or whatever. Okay, right? And they like reproduce they by sucking the their... blood out of other things. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're like, hey, uh, I tried reproducing with a human and it did not work. You just gotta try again. You gotta find the right I'll try, one. I'll try once a night. I, can, I mean, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. Once a night. <laughs> Um, so you see the vampire. Shall we try to capture him? Dr. Vivaldi says. This vampire that's walking towards you. Or, oh try, to or try to sneak aboard the rocket ship. <laughs> no, I had the same reaction. Why would we try to capture this one worker? But I assume you tried to capture this one Did worker. Did we come down to the planet to steal Just to a person? <laughs> I, but now that you say that. That's what aliens mm -hmm. do. Let's do it. <laughs> it's true. They steal people and study <laughs> them. So I guess we are that. Wow. So that's the choice here. You try to either ca try to capture the vampire or try to sneak aboard the rocket ship. I did not want to try to ca kidnap somebody. Yeah, so I did choose to sneak aboard the rocket ship. It takes me to 114. You getting any good pictures with these reads? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. There's a picture in that last one. It's, it's, it's uh, 
not super exciting. It's just a picture of you kind of peeking in to the hangar. Wow, but you're right at the hangar. And you're you just, right there. Who is that? Huh? Okay. I There's guess just a Dr. ton Rufaldi. of vampires working on that spaceship. Yeah. It's just cool. like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. A lot of vampires working on the ship. Yeah. Looks like It's right in the middle of the darkest part of night. They just started working. This is the busiest time of day for vampires. Eli just had a really good point, though, that these aliens happen to evolve with, like, the black slicked back hair. It's so <laughs> that insane. Could be, that could be a, a purposeful look. It may not be. That's true. Fashion's fashion. Yeah. You and Dr. Vivaldi continue toward the great hulking rocket ship staying in its shadows. Because vampires can't see inside shadows. They can't see in the dark and stuff, yeah. <laughs> Vampire workers are obviously absorbed by a problem with their equipment. Main hatch is not far away. Uh, on Earth, you'd never be able to reach it. There'd be too many security guards. Um, Earth people would be on the lookout for intruders. But here, there are no enemies. Suckers. We could take them for all they're worth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a bunch of chumps. The vampires work with great concentration. So much so that you might walk almost in front of their noses without their noticing. Still, you take care hmm. to keep in the shadows and move quietly as Indians. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just out what of is nowhere. This spooky Thanksgiving. That really <laughs> snuck up on me. I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't see it coming. Okay. In a few minutes, you reach. I got to say, I'm, I don't love that vampires eat people, but I'm a little team vampire at the moment. They seem to have things worked out. I guess if you have a never ending supply of food and people just don't have to worry about it. I feel like you could still fight about all kinds of other stuff. The you fact could. that they are unified and working together is pretty legit, and I feel bad. Trying to mess with their stuff. I kind of wonder if if we Earthlings found that there was an alien species that was so much more delicious than anything we'd ever eaten, would we all come together as a planet to Unified make an interstellar in craft to go to that planet and get <laughs> and them? Eat them things. Get them good and bring them <laughs> back. Good. It's not the whole thing, too. Like, if it was just, like, their eyes. Yeah. Their eyes are It's so just like, look, we're good. sorry, but your eyes so taste delicious. so good. We're not, this is not who we are, but give us your eyes. I think that's the thing about the vampires. It sounds wonderful and pleasant and utopic, but like, utopic? Yeah, I'm sticking with yeah. it. Oh, utopic. I, yeah. Utopia. Um, utopic they is They clearly good. have like a species-wide my... shared lack of like morality. Like... If they're willing to just like decimate another species to consume, yeah, maybe that's it for yeah. pleasure. Then like they are missing something. Dang! But there's no boarding ramp. The bottom of the hatch must be at least six feet off the ground. It may be too high. You say? <laughs> Shh, Doctor Favalli <laughs> says. No, we can make it. Doctor Favalli says gravity here is twenty percent less than on Earth. So she jumps all the way up to it, which is rad. Unbelievably cool. Gets an arm hold. Uh, you boost her legs. She scrambles inside, then helps you up. Did you say it's 20% of Earth gravity? 20% less. Oh, 20%. So it's 80% Earth gravity. Yeah. So you can but jump. this kid had, you had not noticed that yet. This well, is a I hadn't done any jumping yet. Okay. <laughs> Me, I'd be jumping like crazy. First thing I do when I get to a new planet <laughs> is I jump 100%. I want to know if I can jump super high. I'd be scared too, though, because I'd be like, wait. I would like crouch down. I'd be about to jump, and I'd be like, wait. What if I just keep going? <laughs> what if I jump so hard that like, I just keep going up? You're not going to keep going, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're safe. Paralyzed with fear in an astronaut crouch. That's how I would die. Um, <laughs> so she gets inside the ship. She helps you inside the ship. From the dimly lit spacecraft, you peer out at the vampire workers. There can't be more than a few million vampires on this planet. It's amazing they've been able to build a spaceship. There's a reason, as there is for everything, Dr. Vivaldi replies. Thanks. 
The vampires, odious as they are, live peacefully among each other and therefore can be much more productive. Hi, are they odious? <laughs> if we, Look we at made them. that decision already? <laughs> Look okay. at them. They make, me, they make me want to throw up. Oh my um, gosh. Of course, they are stronger in body and in will than mortal humans. Okay. But also, they benefit Wait, does she know her. about some other kind of humans? We got to see what other books she's been. <laughs> yeah, no, she's had some experiences. <laughs> um, but also, they benefit by not having to waste time and resources making war or preparing to make war. Nor do they amuse themselves with expensive cars and gadgets. They wear no cosmetics, don't drink alcohol, smoke, or take drugs. They don't have, like, they don't do stuff for fun. Horrible as they are with their death pale skin and dark hollow eyes. Oh, so it's an aesthetic thing. It's a racist thing, yes. She's racist against the vampire people. They are in many ways. They must have a name. Akbarians. No, they're vampires. They are in many ways as innocent as dolphins, except for their compulsive thirst thirst for blood. She's Dr. Valdi's. She's had a life, dude. (laughs) Give her some space. Let her. She's terrifying. Say her stuff. As Dr. Vivaldi is talking, you notice the vampires have stopped working and are talking excitedly among themselves, patting each other on the back, just like humans. They think they're people. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they must have solved whatever problem they were working on. We've got to hurry. This takes me to page 83. Okay, the two of you quickly find the control and set about about trying to understand how everything works. Um, it cra- they use, use some tech to crack the alien code, the, like the, the language, and uh, the controls are actually a lot like your own. Dr. Favaldi has a lot more opinions now. I think this is an instant of parallel evolution. Each of us has developed our technologies in the most efficient way, and since there is in general only one most efficient way, our respective artifacts resemble each other. While okay, your friend look. is talking, <laughs> <laughs> there are some other aspects of parallel uh, evidence of parallel evolution happening here. They are people shaped. They have two arms, legs, and heads. They have hair in the same place as people. They, <laughs> they have drink faces the ocean. like people. They look exactly like people. <laughs> uh, while your friend is talking, your friends now you activate yeah. <laughs> a display screen. That set happens in my read too. <laughs> Really? Sorry. Yeah, go <laughs> this ahead. This kid is desperate for friends. Um, it's so sad. I think it's like partly because kids want to have friends. So these books are for kids. So they're like, make yeah. sure you make sure they make friends with everybody that you travel with. And I like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Edward Parker was getting a lot of letters from parents. Like, my kid's having a really hard time making friends, friends, but he loves your books. He these books, books are so his much. friends. Can you put some friends in the books? Can you do one called, you make some friends? And he's just like, no matter you where you choose. You have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Pick from forty possible friends. Um, there's now there's friendings. Yeah. So many friendings. <laughs> um, so you find it as some controls that resemble actually a space force navigational unit. All right, look, this is getting. I'm, I'm having. I think what space force has something to do with this. Why would Space Force give the vampires technology? Oh no! Or the vampires right. steal technology? Well, we'll find out. Sorry, go ahead. Somebody, at least somebody in the, the some corrupt member of Space Force is like yeah. giving them, or maybe the Canopians. The Canopians stole oh. Space Force tech, gave it to, yep, the Space Vampires. To best case scenario, Space Vampires come and decimate the Earthlings, and they're yeah. their allies now. Worst case scenario. Um, Space Force thinks that they've got a traitor in their ranks and it causes uh, yep. chaos and pandemonium. That's brilliant. That's a good plan. The shadow of the Canopians looms large in this book. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so you pull up these controls that are like you that kind of look like stuff you're used to. Uh-huh. Um, you, there's a screen. It displays Akbar's solar system with Planet 5 standing out as a red disk. An arrow appears where the planet is and lengthens. Then the scale changes, so you see Akbar's relationship to nearby stars. The arrow proceeds across the screen. Other more, more distant stars, including the sun, appear. In a few moments, the vampire's flight plan becomes clear. They are headed for Earth. Yeah, boy. He's Great doing heavens, a little Doctor. vampire vodka burp. Is that what that looks <laughs> vampire like? Vodka take a moment. <laughs> oh, with a Y. Great heavens, Dr. Vivaldi looks at you wide-eyed. What do you think we should do? So I have, a, you have another choice here. So there's a lot of choices on this branch. Nice. If you say, try to take the ship, turn to page 113. Sure. Or you can say, talk to the vampires and warn them to stay away from Earth or face destruction. The Jack <laughs> Smythe option. Whoa. I decided to try and take the ship. Because I felt yeah, like we would just idea. get eaten. <laughs> yeah. But if we take the ship, it's the only ship they built. At least we slow them down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, 113. If we can, I think it'd be better to take the ship. Even as mm-hmm. she spe- uh, Dr. Vivaldi agrees. Even as she speaks, a green light appears on the transcoder. Dr. Vivaldi punches in a request for operational characteristics and a flight plan detail. I'm sorry. I know this might not be everyone's bag, but I no, love this, is, this, is awesome. this language. <laughs> uh, but then something flashes up on the screen. It says, Planet 5, Spaceship Sangua. Sangua, which is Sangua. the name of the liqueur that I have. Spelled exactly the same. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, Automation complete for programmed flight any distance up to 150 light years. Traveling time to Earth, 86 Earth days. I love that it does it in Earth days. Yeah. So it's definitely Space Force tech. <laughs> Edward Packer got halfway through that sentence as well. It was like, mm, am I going to mm. make up Akbar days or? Yeah. They're measuring Earth days because that's what they're doing. Yeah. Here we go. Ship fully stocked. Thank goodness, Dr. Favaldi says. It's fully automated. All we have to do is activate and we'll reach Earth in 86 days. We can radio the Caliban to follow us. Uh, give us some food or something because all that's on here is ocean. <laughs> Thank goodness. Don't get ahead of me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, after taking a few minutes to get all the technology going, you strap yourselves in and wait anxiously as the Sangua rolls down a track, taking it outside the hangar. It slowly oh tilts upward toward launching position. Everything moves swiftly and smoothly, but on the view screen, you see the vampires working furiously to abort the launch. Yeah, they're like, oh no. They're going to detonate a booster under us, Dr. Vivaldi cries. Turn to page 96. Oh my gosh. Suddenly, a tremendous roaring sound fills your ears. You're pressed flat against your restraints. The Sangua has lifted off. A yeah. few hours later, you're streaking out of the Akbar system. The Caliban <laughs> isn't far behind. Only 86 days until you reach Earth. Nice. It'll take a long time for the vampires to build another ship like this one, Dr. Vivaldi says triumphantly. You, not, you nudge her arm affectionately. And by studying the ship, uh, Space Force scientists will be able to counter them if they ever show up in our solar system. Say, I'm getting hungry, Dr. Vivaldi uh-uh. says. Smiling, you punch in a request on the computer. State all choices of food available for crew members. As you wait for the answer to appear on the blank screen, your mouth begins to water. A moment later, two words are printed out. Dried blood. Dried blood? The end. The end. (laughs) I'm not sure what I'm supposed to take from that. Does that mean that you're going to die because there's no food and it's 86 days? The Caliban no, is right means... there, right? <laughs> yeah, and nobody's coming after you at the moment. You are in the clear. Okay. Presumably, just the rest of the story is boring. You say, oh, there's no food on the spaceship. So then you <laughs> stop the craft, you radio Caliban, they come over, you get back on the Caliban, you like slave the <laughs> vampire ship to the Caliban, and then, or you know what, maybe you just you get everything off it that makes any sense, you blow it up. Or you just let it keep going without you, and it's yeah, fully just let automated. It keep going. 
give it a new destination. Or you die because there's no food on there, which I like a lot better. <laughs> but I'm sure Dr. Vivaldi survives because Dr. Vivaldi always survives. There's only one way for Dr. Vivaldi to survive, and that is to make you last as food for 86 days. <laughs> and Dr. Vivaldi is up to the task. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's a pretty bond. Like, I had kind of a similar adventure, I thought, like where it kind of goes and goes, and you're like, this is great. Yeah, it's long. It's like there's a lot, a lot... So much longer than any of the Cave of Time adventures, and it's yeah. so fun because it's like all of these feel like a more complete story, and I'm really loving that. But now I need a tasty quiz. Okay, well then it's quiz time. Yes. Bum, 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 bum. It, it's a game that we are going to play. It's choose your own adventure or dot dot dot. Does that sound right. weird? Okay, so as everybody already knows, do you want to try that again? No, why was it weird? No, it's fine. I crushed it. Yeah, no, it's fine. I felt like I crushed it. No reason. Why would it sound weird? <laughs> no, it's fine. What's the quiz? <laughs> All right, you're gonna like this because um, somebody this this podcast is being released on Tuesday, the 29th of January. Please do not shake that vampire vodka at me. It is disgusting. It's just the way it clings to the glass is just phenomenal. Uh, there's a very special birthday on today, the po- the day that this podcast is released, which is the 29th of January. On this day, as everyone knows, as you know, in 1880, okay, was born Abraham Lincoln. William. Abraham Lincoln. Sorry, everybody. What? <laughs> William. <laughs> William. William. William Claude Dukenfield. Okay. Better known as W.C. Field. Ah. Uh, W.C. Field's birthday. Okay. So, okay. So, it's it's W.C. Field's birthday today. Sure. Um, and I had forgotten to do a quiz until just before we start recording. Okay, so, so yeah. Um, today is Choose Your Own Adventure or Film Featuring Birthday Boy W.C. Fields. If you guys don't want this to happen again, please send some more <laughs> yeah, quiz please. suggestions to at Finish It Pod. To make this quiz extra tricky, I'll be reading all of the titles in a very bad W.C. Fields voice. Okay. It'll make it almost impossible to know, is it a Choose Your Own Adventure or a W.C. Fields movie? Okay. I'm ready. The Mystery of the Highline... Cr- uh, <clears throat> the Mystery of the Highland Crest. I'm not that's, very good at W.C. Fields. That's a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, that's a choose-your-own-adventure. That yeah. was easy. His Lordship's Dilemma. <laughs> this is my <laughs> least favorite impression you've ever done. That is That would be a phenomenal choose-your-own-adventure. Right, Lordship's. <laughs> Every choice is like, would his Lordship like to go to the dining room, or would his Lordship <laughs> like to remain in his bedroom? <laughs> And the second option is always, no. yeah, it's just always no. It's the second option. No, no. not today. Not, not today, today, Dan. <laughs> not today, Pennyworth. Um, His Lordship's Dilemma. It's it's a W.C. Fields movie. <laughs> You're right. It's it's a, uh, it's, it's uh, what is it? Oh, he's a remittance man. Okay. Which is a guy who lived in another country and then somebody paid him to go somewhere else. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, it's got his famous golf routine in it. So, the mystery of Urasinki. Of what? Urasinki. How do you spell that? In U-R-A the W.C. Fields voice. Space. U R A. 
S E N K E. Get away. You bother me. I can't do WCWS. <laughs> you have to keep doing it now. I am. Uh, that to... is a WC Fields movie. Oh, no. It's a choose your own adventure number 44. What? Really? The Ur- mystery Ur-Sinky? of Yurasenki. I don't believe that. Okay. If I had a million. <laughs> if I had a million? Yeah. Okay, that's W.C. Fields, but again, would be a wonderful choose your adventure. Really, isn't there one called, like, You Are a Millionaire or something? Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This it's one like is a an anthology check. where a dying businessman uh, leaves a million bucks to eight different people who are complete strangers, and W.C. Fields is one of them. Mm. Tales of Manhattan. Tales of Manhattan? Mm-hmm. That's W.C. Fields, but again... It is. It's pretty, that would be pretty a fantastic choose your own adventure. <laughs> uh, that is also an anthology, but it's about a bunch of people who have the same uh, coat. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> for the lightning round, Alice in Wonderland. Well, WC. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I thought I might get you because there's a, a choose your own adventure, but it's called Alice's Wonderland Adventure. So that I, that's how I would have got you. Oh okay. Anyway, okay. that movie is about Alice in Wonderland, which everybody knows. <laughs> Spy for George Washington. Spy for George Washington. That is a Choose Your Own Adventure. It is. Number 48. <laughs> Outlaws so of great. Sherwood Forest. That's a Choose Your Own Adventure. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> So's Your Old Man. <laughs> So's Your Old Man? <laughs> yeah, like uh, like your old man is also that, that way, is what that means. So's Your Old Man. I'm going to... I feel like maybe if I guess WC, if I guess Choose Your Own Adventure, I could will it into being an actual Choose Your Own Adventure, because <laughs> that would be so fantastic. But I'm gonna have to say WC Fields. Okay, well you got that. Sam Bisbee okay. is an inventor. He's a get rich quick guy, and his schemes are making his wife crazy. The Mona Lisa is missing. That's a Choose Your Own Adventure, and your <laughs> That's at, your your impersonation slipping a little. Now I'm perfecting it. Okay. See another crime. That's pretty good. Uh, that's a choose your own adventure. I'm pretty yeah, it sure. is. You're telling me. <laughs> that would be such a good choose your own adventure, <laughs> would it? <laughs> uh, should, what, uh, should that, I get, what should I get from Subway? <laughs> you're telling me. Tell me to make up my own mind. Tell me to get a turkey club. <laughs> In that movie. Uh, it's the same oh as So's Your Old Man. It's the exact same movie. It's a remake of So's Your Old Man. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't Who are you? That's, I think that's a Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, very good. Yeah, it it's is. It's got to be Dang like it. an amnesia one or something, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. Number 150. Who are you? Yeah. Mayday. That's a Choose Your Own Adventure, I think. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. 184. The first one that Packer wrote with his daughter, I believe. This is easy because the W.C. Fields ones are insane titles. That's not true. Last one. Are you ready? Okay. My Little Chickadee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's a W.C. Fields. Yeah, you're right. He's a car man. Bay West is awesome. It's a Western movie. Okay. Okay, so that was 150%. Congratulations. (laughs) Nobody's ever done that good on a quiz before. I made a really bad quiz. And... I get 110% for my WC Fields, which... Yeah, was a really good impression. You should do more of it. Captured the spirit of the man, I think, if not the voice. Which is definitely more important. <laughs> All right, just great as haunting. Dang it. All what right. happened to you, man? I want to know what happened, because I really thought we were going to have the same adventure, and I can't even I imagine... I did too. I was getting real nervous. I can't even imagine what happens if you stay on the ship. 
So you, you well, chose to stay on the Caliban. Yeah, I did not want to go to Akbar 5. I'm tired of volunteering to be murdered by vampires. I'm staying on board a spaceship. I'm off to page 84. Caliban is the beast man from the Tempest, right? That's right. He sure is. Interesting. So maybe th- do things get hairy? We'll see. Um, yeah, I guess so. That's a weird <laughs> way to put it. Oh, because he's a monster man. I got a monster man. He's probably hairy. Very well, Captain McNair says. I'll go with Dr. Vivaldi. Roxanne will remain to assist you. While we're gone... Hey, you didn't get demoted. Yeah, they can't demote me anymore. You're either elite or you're everybody else. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Or you're nothing. Uh, While we're gone, maintain orbit at present course using radar shields. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. Then you can't be tracked, I guess. Yeah. Uh, We'll find you through logarithmic tracking. That's him showing off. We're going to use logarithmic tracking. That's how we'll find you. And then he looks at Dr. Vivaldi like, eh? Right? <laughs> and then you say, will you keep in touch by radio? <laughs> well, I just said. <laughs> we'll find you by... No, buddy. He shakes his head. Only in an emergency, there's too great a chance that they're monitoring our frequency. Suppose we don't hear from you after a few days. We'll keep in touch. <laughs> it will mean we're dead or captured, the captain oh, says. If boy. there's no sign of us for 10 days, return to Earth. What? What, if we what? Want a, what about a rescue mission? Oh, Off to boy. page 90. Guess what? Okay. Eight days have passed. Eight days. Days. Oh, There's no. been no word from Captain McNair and Dr. Vivaldi. By now, you feel the worst. Just waiting oh. in orbit is telling on your nerves. Oh, no. It's what doing That's an old one. It's telling on your nerves. Okay. It's telling on your nerves, which sure. I think people said but didn't make sense at the time. It's giving you the vapors. On the, on the, ninth, on the ninth day, the silence is broken by a radio message from Captain McNair. Yes. We've been captured. I cut my hand in a scuffle. With, with <laughs> my hand. <laughs> quick, quick, help. Don't leave us. I cut my hand. I've cut my hand. Uh, I cut my hand in a scuffle when the vampire chief smelled the vampire chief, by the way. Oh. It's not like an Indian thing. It's lowercase c. He's just the chief of the vampires. The chief of the vampires. Okay. When the vampire chief smelled my blood, he decided to kill us and invade Earth. Must destroy radio. <laughs> That's are why he decided to invade Earth. <laughs> Return to Earth. Warn Space Force. The radio clicks off. Return to Earth. Warn Space Force. Mm-hmm. You and Roxanne look at each other. She's almost as pale as a vampire, and you know the horror of it shows in your face, too. Oh, no. You put a computer trace on the direction of the captain's last transmission. He's being held in a location about a half mile, uh, about half a mile north of the spaceship hangar. Sure. If you follow orders, return immediately to Earth. Page mm-hmm. 74. If you decide to take the Caliban down toward the planet, try to rescue Captain McNair and Dr. Valfaldi, off to page 46. What do you think I did? That sounds like something you and Roxanne are up to. That is correct. We are rescuers, and we are yeah. a Space Force, and that's the Space Force way. That's the Space Force way. Off to page 46 to rescue these guys. Orders are orders, and you know you should follow them, but you can't bear to leave Dr. Vivaldi and Captain McNair to their terrible fate. They're your friends. I think they're your friends. I think we should try to rescue our crewmates, you tell Roxanne. Your friend clasps her hand on your shoulder. Yeah. I'm with you. Yes. She's your friend. Suddenly. That's amazing. Okay, there it is. Uh, I'm with you. Computer, take her down. Land at the space launch facility. Right at the space launch. Just right where the people are. Go directly to the space launch facility. Uh, just for everybody home. Coordinate 30.08. Uh, Maybe. M-41.10. Let's get our laser guns ready, Roxanne says. We'll keep them concealed, you say. I hope we can negotiate with the vampires, even if they are evil creatures. Sure. Besides, we'll be hopelessly outnumbered. I mean, that's pretty smart. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. As you're speaking, the Caliban glides out of orbit, following a parabolic trajectory. It swoops down as gracefully as a falcon and lands near the great <gasps> hangar-like structure, which you believe contains the vampire spaceship. The vampires evidently tracked your approach, maybe even with their eyeballs. 
Within moments, you are surrounded by squads of them. They are powerfully built men and women. Their skin is as white as milk, and their hair raven black. They are all dressed in dark brown work suits. Do you think he's the kind of guy where it's like, whenever he has like a drink, he's like, you know, the eagle isn't even that great a bird. Falcon has more strength in his claws and can fly 15 miles per hour faster because it's like nobody would say as graceful as no. a falcon no, no, unless no. they love a falcon. He's like, and where clearly, I live now? I love, I love where I live now. We have, there are eagles in the hills and, and I've seen them, but where I grew up, we had falcons <laughs> and those, fa- they are fast and they are smart. Oh, they're smart. You can see it that's, in their eyes. If pecker. you look in their eyes, you can see it in their eyes. <laughs> Um, sorry. Yeah. Oh, so all the vampires are dressed in dark brown work suits, which I misinterpreted as like a suit you'd wear to work, like a, <laughs> like a businessman suit. Dark suit. Yeah, like businessman. And I was like, they're all wearing brown suits. <laughs> work suits. Work suits. You're showing your privilege, it's Matt. Too, it's not one word. It's two words. Work suit. Also, what's a work? Is a work suit a thing, a phrase that people have used? I think it is, but you're right. If it's two words, it definitely sounds like, like, oh, dad's putting, dad's got to go get his work suits dry cleaned. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I got to get my work suit dry cleaned. My my regular my suit my my suit for funerals is fine, and my uh, and my whatever my church suit is okay. But my work suit, ugh. my work suit, and I've got business <laughs> tomorrow. If I'm being elitist, please at me. So I, I can get out of my bubble a little bit. It's pretty bad. Here Thank you. It's pretty bad bubble. But here's what tipped me off. They're not friendly looking, Roxanne says. At least they're unarmed, you reply. Their weapons are their teeth, she says. Look, that one with the scarlet band must be the leader. And I said, scarlet band? Oh, like on the cover of the book. That oh, vampire is in a what? brown work suit, which is like a... Well, it looks like a sweater and slacks, You're but it's right. like a jumpsuit. It's like a one suit with a scarlet band. He's got a scarlet band around his chest, which makes it look like a sweater. That is extremely cool. So I was like, oh my gosh, this might be Serena Fine. The person that I thought Serena was fine was from the cover of the oh, book. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, so you say, we'll have to let them in and negotiate with them. If we just try to find it out, we won't stand a chance. So as the vampires step toward the ship, uh, the ship, you activate the transcoder. As soon as they begin talking, the computer will be able to translate their language. Page 102. Any pictures? Yeah, yeah, here's a picture. So this okay. is a confusing picture. Okay. I'll read the first sentence. But the vampires are in no... The first two... The vampires are in no mood for conversation. They rush at you, hands outstretched, their bony fingers extended toward you, their fingernails bared like cat claws. claws. Um, So here's a picture. That's what I'm seeing in the picture, definitely. Yeah, so you see there are many vampires, and they are not joking. They're pointing their fingers in a scary way. And you're with a a girl, and she has a laser gun, but she's a different person than the Not the girl from the cover, yeah. These vampires are surrounding you, though, man, and they are doing the full vampire moves. They're just, you remember the um, the Lonely Islands, the creep, doing the creep? It's they're doing the creep. They're doing the, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All over you. All right, um, so not, not, not the person from the cover, but okay, so what, what did you do? I mean, when I think there is a chance it, it's meant to be the person. We're going to find out in further reads, I think, whether or not this is actually the person from the cover. Mm, okay. Two different artists, two different takes. Gotcha. Okay, that's fair. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, so they rush at you. Before you can move, they seize you in a vice-like grip. But Roxanne, who's jumped back, fires a laser ray through the heart of the vampire holding you. His white face, close to yours, contorts. His fingers vibrate in a wild spasm, nicking the skin of your neck. He shudders terribly. Then he pulls himself together and resumes oh. his grip on you. So no big what? deal shooting a vampire in the heart with a laser gun. Wow. 
Uh, the other ones grab Roxanne, and you realize you're super, super duper helpless. Oh, within no. the hour, within the hour, they take the time. You and Roxanne are locked in a room, reunited with Doctor Vivaldi and Captain McNair. Hey! The captain groans when he sees the two of you dragged in. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. So you wouldn't follow my orders, he says. You both would be court, could be court-martialed, but I don't have to worry whether you'll be disciplined. Being devoured by vampires punishment enough, and that's what will happen to you and to us. Cool. The chief of the vampires and his cohorts are planning to feast on us this evening. They say they want to try our blood. You've never been so depressed. Does <laughs> it say you've never been so depressed? Not only are you about so to depressed. die, but you've thrown away your chance to warn Space Force of the vampire's invasion. The whole solar system may be lost to the vampires because you failed to obey the captain's orders. Oh, man. Turn to page 76. Oh, that's not at the end. Okay. Another picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it? Vampires uh, all at a, at a dining situation, it seems. Yeah. All in okay. tall chairs. Yeah. Uh, sitting around. Everybody looks all tied up. Looks like you're all tied up. There's Vivaldi on the right and Doctor or, or Captain McNair right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vivaldi's right. got some steely resolve there. Yeah, she Love looks it. mad. Arms crossed. She's not having it. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the window of the room, you can see the sun, Akbar, hanging low against the blood red ocean. Saying, okay, so I'm pronouncing this Sang Freud. Okay. Uh, if this was French, it'd be sang froid, I believe, which is cold blooded. Like, uh, uh, that's a word that is used in English as well. Okay. I mean, cold, you're cold blooded, but this is outer space. So, sang Freud. So that okay. sounds more like, like a robot or something. Sounds rad. Sang Freud. The vampire chief and his three cohorts are seated in luxurious chairs. The floor is black marble. The walls Ooh. dark red. Yes. The lamps on the ceiling give out a sickly yellow light. St. Freud is dressed in a brown work suit draped with scarlet bands. Okay. He stares at you and your crewmates who are strapped into high-backed chairs. Only your arms are free. <laughs> your okay. useless arms. <laughs> the, vampires, <laughs> the vampires talk among themselves. They bend their arms and twist their heads in strange and unnatural ways. Really? St. Freud suddenly sits still. He bares his teeth, his great canines needle-sharp. The others close their eyes and fold their hands as if saying a prayer before beginning their meal. Well. You dip your hands into your pockets. If only you had a knife. All you feel is the little glass vial Maurice gave you back at the academy. <gasps> and you know it contains nothing but a few cloves of garlic. I garlic. couldn't be happier right now. A wild idea enters your mind. You quickly pass a clove to each of your crewmates. Rub it on your necks, you whisper. Sure, okay, okay. <laughs> Puzzled, the others do as you say. You rub the remaining garlic clove on your own neck, then palm it. Nice. As the vampires start toward you, hands oh, outstretched, teeth bared, gosh. saliva drooling from their mouths. You're really just assuming 18. a lot that they're going to go for the neck, right? I mean, yep. I feel like... He'd be okay. so frustrated if he bit you right in the face. <laughs> right in the heart. <laughs> Saying Freud is greediest of them all. He lunges at you, grabbing you by the shoulders and lowering his mouth toward your neck. Hey. Suddenly oh, he jumps, no. retching, screaming. I just got to pause here. Just a note to the publisher. Retching uh, is spelled incorrectly. Oh. It starts with a W and it should yeah, not. Yeah, should not. Okay. Um, I'm sure they'll get that screams. fixed on the next printing. Yeah, just heads up. Space Vampire. Retching is in page 118, first paragraph. Uh, Sang Freud screams angrily at the others as they all rush out of the room. Captain McNair is the first to break his bonds. In a moment, he frees the rest of you. You dash out the door and race for the Caliban. In a few moments, you're safely aboard. Yes. Take off angle 14.7, the captain Ooh. tells the computer. The ship slowly tilts. Blast off. That's the captain again. The angle of takeoff sends the Caliban's exhaust back into the hangar, igniting the fuel stores inside. <gasps> Streaking into the stratosphere, you can see a huge 
huge ball of orange flame as no the vampire spaceship explodes. It will take them nuts. a long time to rebuild a ship like that, Dr. Vivaldi observes as the Caliban enters the silent blackness of space. What? And I don't think the vampires will ever want to visit Earth, Roxanne says. They don't like the way we taste. That is such a win. We'll be going into hyper mode in 22 seconds, the captain says, presumably looking at the chronometer. First of all, let me shake your <laughs> no, hand, no, no. Osprey. Matt, chronometer doesn't do seconds. It only does minutes. <laughs> right, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need you to uh, play triumphant music under this, if you can. If you want to know seconds, you have to look at the microchronometer. <laughs> microchronometer. <laughs> you need triumphant music? Guess yeah, what? Yeah, just under this should be like uh, award ceremony music. I got triumphant music. Excellent. First of all, let me shake your hand, Osprey. You saved... All- You're just going to put it in later, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you saved all of us and perhaps the whole solar system. I only hope we've seen the last of the vampires. In any event, you've earned a promotion and command of your own Class A spaceship. What? You're the best. You're the best, the he end. says? Yes, he does. I wish he had said, we're now best friends. <laughs> you're now my best friend. It the ends end. with, you're the best, really? You're the best. That's right. It could have ended before that. I'll be, I'll be honest, it's a real silly sentence to write in a thing, and it made me feel pretty good when I read it. Of course it did. That's awesome. You're the best, it said right to me. That's what it is. There were some young kids reading, the best. and like the editors were like, some of the kids can't tell if they got a good ending or a bad ending. So if you could just like add a little something at the end to make it real clear, yeah, if give them a pat on the back if they got there, they need it. You're the best. You're the best. And being the best is the Space Force way. I think that might be the best ending yet. Yeah, it was pretty strong. Ooh, Uh, which raises the specter of an old ghost. Should we be deciding who got the best ending every week? We used to do that. In an offhanded, throwaway kind of way. There are a lot of things we gave up on in in the Harlow Thromby era (laughs) because (laughs) they just did not apply. But I think we need to bring that back. We'll go back in retrospect. We'll go back right, to well, the previous episodes and figure that out later. But I think on this one, you got it. We both got good innings, but you got it because you got command of your own vessel. And I'm probably yeah. going to either eat blood or die of starvation or be embarrassed. <laughs> right. I don't know what it is. Plus, mine specifically said I'm the best. So Yeah, it says you're the best. So Also, what prediction do we have for garlic? I wrote this down, actually. I don't know why I'm asking you. You wrote it down. I didn't write, not write it down. Uh, nope. Okay, so I predicted that you'd use garlic on a space vampire, but it doesn't work. And the vampire makes a funny joke about garlic. Oh, yeah. So I would that not, seems like it's not going to be a thing. I would not have ever predicted that you would rub garlic on your neck. That's actually a pretty good move. Good reads, man. It's a fun book. Crazy book. Crazy book. Fun adventures. Yeah. Lots of fun ahead of us, everybody. But I think that's officially <laughs> makes a podcast. Yeah. Um, technically, it's over. Join, Come join the conversation <laughs> at, at Finish It Pod on Twitter or engage with our visual media at at finish it pod on instagram or enjoy one of the the 76 songs we've made for this podcast on soundcloud at finish it pod or watch the move videos movies <laughs> that was really good thanks you should just um, clip that and put it in, into every episode you don't have to like emailed it so i'll buy some ads and i'll just use that little clip of audio right there should we do fake ads at the end of every episode? Like uh, like other podcasts are like... No, no, no. 
Nah, I'm going to hold out. I want the real deal. I want the real stuff. I want that Coca-Cola money. I want that McDonald's <laughs> money. I want that Dunkin' money. I'm waiting for it. With those Dunkin' dollars. <laughs> Where's them Dunkin' dollars? Dunkin' dimes. It's just a, a little bag of donuts. Small bag. So, uh, just one quick reminder. Vampire vodka is wickedly smooth. The color no, is certified. Not. It looks horrible, and you, you had a terrible time it. drinking it. You can get it from a Bevmo near you. It's no, my I new don't. favorite vodka of choice. I'm not drinking the other vodkas anymore. What uh, is Kate, wrong with Katie you? was asking me the other day. She said, what's your <laughs> new favorite vodka? And I was like, you know what? I actually do have a new favorite vodka. And I said, it's vampire because it's wickedly smooth. And it's vampire with a Y. So check it out at Bevmo near you. Uh, you can also order it online in six, uh, six or 12 bottle cases. Matt. Do you have anything? Do you have anything else you want to say? Don't get that vodka anymore. <laughs> but if you're gonna get it, go to finishapod.com to get the recipe for that drink that I'll type into the thing. That drink, the block blog post, does its job. Book. Does it? <laughs> I'll give it that. That drink passes my quantum mechanics exam. All right, everybody. Until next week. <laughs> take care to keep your business drier than yourself. Oh.